You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One. By the time this drops, it will be... What will the date actually be? I mean, I probably should have been a little bit more prepared for this. Uh, it'll be January 2nd. So, Happy New Year to everybody. Oh, wow. We're recording this a little bit a little bit early, but it'll be January 2nd by the time this all comes to fruition. But this will not be a matchmaking episode. This is my favorite series of programs that we do on this show for On to the Next One. It's the first of two parts of our predictions extravaganza. And what we're going to do is next week's show, we're going to do our 2023 predictions extravaganza show. You guys have already submitted a bunch of stuff. We still would like you to submit your buy or sell questions. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But today we're going to be recapping and going through our 2022 predictions, which we put out there at the very beginning of the year. We're going to see how we did compared to how the year actually played out. And it was a crazy year like it typically is for the sport of mixed martial arts. But I am Mike Hack and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker. He's my best friend and yours too, the incomparable Alexander Kaylee. AK, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, my best friend. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to recap our 100% accurate predictions I'm pretty sure I had stuff like uh, E. Casey Lydon and, and Oscar Willis would go 2-0 in 2022. I think that prediction was in there. Uh, Leon Edwards, obviously. I mean, really, that was I think, something we all predicted, that Leon Edwards would uh, would win uh, the UFC title and, and by knockout, head kick knockout. You know, cause, you know when that happened, we were always kind of like, we all kind of shrugged our shoulders. Uh, you know, I think we predicted that a, a, a guy who has been uh, primarily a kickboxer for most of his career would suddenly... Uh, jump into the UFC title picture and uh, beat Israel. I, I, I hate to spoil the show, Mike, because again, we predicted all these things. Uh, so it's gonna be kind of a boring episode. But you know, we got to do this. People need the content. So I'm ready. I'm ready to go over all the amazingly accurate uh, things that we said uh, when we did this last time. Yes. Yeah, so typically, the show happens, it goes into the world, it goes into the archives, and then I don't listen to it again until December. And just so happened to be traveling to New York for the UFC 282 watch party. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go through all this stuff right now and pulled out the old laptop, listened to the podcast, which is a lot of fun. And we'll be back on video again, by the way, for the predictions extravaganza because you guys loved it so much. And we'll do timestamps again. So don't worry about that. Uh, but let's just get into this. AK, are you ready? Of course. Of course I'm ready. Yeah. What's the, what's the first prediction that we nailed? Uh, well, we did nail the first prediction. The first <sighs> prediction was Conor McGregor fights at least twice in 2022. And these are buy-sell questions, by the oh, way. Yes. We both yeah. sold this. Yeah. And we were both correct, AK. We were both yeah. correct. So one one notch on the old belt apiece. Did uh, someone said someone said two fights twice? He's gonna he he it was the, the, they set the number at two? Fights at least twice in twenty twenty. Oh, that was that was easy money. That was easy one. Yeah. That's that's a low. That was like a. That's just you know. That just gets us on the board. That's like that's not a huge. You're not getting a lot of profit on that one. That's it. That's like a. That's like plus. I would imagine like plus eight hundred or something. Like that's not. That's that was easy. Or minus eight hundred. Like Sorry, to, I always mess it up. Minus eight hundred. It's like going to a to a bar trivia night. The first questions always lures you into a false sincerity, yeah. and that's what this was. Question number two, still with Conor McGregor, Conor gets a title shot in 2022. You bought this, AK. I sold Wait, what? it. what? Yep, you bought this. You no. bought this one. You said he would come back and fight Charles Oliveira for the title when he was oh, ready yeah. to come back. Uh, I sold this one because I just it was just too risky, although I kind of agreed with you, but I ended up selling in the end. So, yeah, we're both, no, we're, you, were, you were incorrect about that one. Mike, not, not that I believe in this sort of thing, but uh, that was kind of a reverse jinxing. I'm not going to lie. I think part of it was I really did not want that to happen. He's so undeserving of – he was so undeserving of fighting uh, Charles at any point this year. 
Uh, if he wants to fight him now, I mean, I'd still be into it, but I have a feeling uh, that uh, McGregor's wisely would avoid fighting Charles Oliveira at any, whether it be at lightweight, welterweight, any weight class. Uh, that's not going to happen. So a little bit of reverse jinxing, a little bit of reverse jinxing. I admit it. Now, this one's interesting, AK. I need a ruling on this because Ooh. it's it was a question that meant a lot as it, as the news cycle was there. But then, obviously, things changed completely uh, by, like, February or March. And here's the question. The Bellator Bantamweight title will change hands more than once during the Bellator Grand Prix. Now, what's interesting about this is that Sergio Pettis it was supposed to be a part of this Bellator Grand Prix. He got injured and did not compete at all. So we introduced an interim title, and it was won by Rafian Stotts. He's had one title defense against Danny Sabatello. I mean, it didn't change, I guess, the interim title. Do we count the interim title as, as the actual belts involved in this Grand Prix, or do we just kind of throw this question into the into the draw pile yeah i think i think we might have to label this an, an incomplete uh what was what was the, the what was the uh the buy sell again uh that the bantamweight title will change more than once during the grand prix and that was obviously with sergio pettis involved you sold that uh you didn't think it would change yeah. hands at all uh i bought it because yeah. i thought it would change hands more than once it's it's kind of an incomplete i guess technically it's a sell because the actual title didn't change hands the interim title didn't change hand. i mean it was one but it didn't change hands uh so it's kind of an incomplete yeah it's unfor- it's an unfortunate because it was a really a really compelling question when when uh when it came about and then you know just things just didn't work out for sergio unfortunately yes um all right so we'll throw that into the into the draw category so no points no nothing no notches next question as you, and this is one of the things you mentioned at the top. Kamara Usman will lose the welterweight title in a fight in 2022. So we were talking maybe he relinquishes the belt to move up or he just can straight I, up retires or leaves can I the pre- UFC. Can I predict we both bought? Uh, we, both sell, we both sold that. We both sold. We both sold that he would be the champion at the end. Of, we, we, we both predicted he would be the champ at the end of the year. He would not lose the title in a fight. Um, oh. And he did. I guess, I guess we didn't think that the Hamzat fight was going to happen, or we didn't believe that even if Hamzat got that fight, that he was he would beat Usman. Well, I, I think speaking of Hamzat Shemaev, that is actually <laughs> the next question. Of course, uh, the next is. question was Hamzat Hamzat Shemaev would fight for the welterweight title in 2022, and he would do so without beating or competing against a top five opponent. We were so close. Yeah, we, we were sold. so close. We he, both sold this. <laughs> he get we sold it, but he, I guess because we thought he would be the top. Or I guess we were saying he wasn't. This goes along, I guess, with the Usman question. I guess for some reason we were thinking he just wasn't going to get that title fight in 2022 for whatever reason. Yeah, or we we also thought that he might fight a Gilbert Burns or or somebody like that, which he did on the way right? up, or maybe oh, Leon Edwards. On so the he way would. Up. Right, he would fight a top five guy, so yeah, he would have to go through a top. So yeah, so even if he did get the title shot, it wouldn't be by avoiding, uh, uh, not avoiding by uh, by not booking a um, a high ranked opponent. Kind of like you know, as like 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 Islam did. Islam had a little bit of luck, uh, not to take anything away from Islam. Um, whoever proposed that question, they were close though. I mean, they were because cl- if he had beaten, we do feel like if he had the Nate Diaz fight had not fallen apart and he had run through Nate Diaz, he's probably getting a title fight before the end of the year. Um, that's an interesting one. That's that's yeah. Whoever proposed that, they were they were right on the money with like how, uh, how many ways that that question could go. Yeah, I mean, he did fight Gilbert Burns, so we would have been it would have been a we would have been wrong anyways. Oh, true. That's true. Yeah, because we both ended up selling it, so we both we both would have been right no matter. We what. were right. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Next question: uh, Colby Covington and Jorge Masvidal will coach the upcoming season of the Ultimate Fighter. <laughs> You bought I, this, AK. No, I didn't. That's a this. lie. You sure That's did. That's a lie. You sure did. You that is a it. lie. I want. I, I will be checking my own tapes later. <laughs> why would I? Why would I? Why would I do that? Because you thought it was like a horrible idea, and the UFC loves horrible ideas. And you thought, <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna buy this one. And then you gave your whole your whole spiel about listen, just have just book them to fight, God, and not have them coach. But yeah, you were like, you know what? They're probably gonna end up doing it, and I sold it 
because I just didn't think we'd get all parties Man, to agree to it. But we knew the UFC would want to do it, and you thought the UFC would get it done. I was I was in a sour mood when we did these. I thought I thought McGregor was going to get a title shot out of nowhere. I thought uh, I thought we were going to get a, a horrible Ultimate Fighter coach pairing. Uh, did I predict slap fighting as well? Like, what was wrong with me? What, <laughs> what, was I was I just I just didn't sound like I was very positive on this episode. Why was it so crusty? Oh my gosh! Uh, you weren't actually. You were a little crusty with that one because you just thought okay. the idea of having coaches and then booking them yeah. to fight in the future uh, was just a terrible idea. Just maybe I was fight. reverse. Maybe I was reverse jinxing again. Again, not that I believe in that sort of thing, but maybe I, another reverse jinxing. I don't know. So I I I think I take the lead by like a couple. Okay. The next one we both got right. It was Kayla Harrison will not compete for the PFL in 2022 because she was a free agent at the time. And we both sold that. We both predicted she would fight for the PFL in 2022. So that was an easy point. The next question was Amanda Nunes will have the final fight of her career in 2022. So the question, because I had to listen to it a couple of times, it was that she would announce her retirements before the year was over or we would feel like she's done at least by the end of the year uh i bought this i thought for sure this is going to be it if she fought juliana Pena again i actually predicted juliana to beat her and then she would retire after that and i said even if she won i thought she would she would get that one back and then she'd go off on her merry way uh that did not happen you sold this ak you were right on the money that amanda nunez would not retire by yeah. the end of this this year, and you got it done. Well done. Yeah, and who who knows? Maybe by some, maybe we hear just maybe she makes a decision out of the blue and says, uh, "Oh, you know what? I'm just not coming back." But yeah, I, I don't think we got a strong retirement indication this year. It does sound like she'll want to fight again. Maybe we're heading towards that third Valentina fight finally, uh, Mike, with uh, Tyler Santos fighting Aaron Blanchfield now. So they're obviously not doing the instant rematch with uh, Shevchenko. Maybe that's where it's headed. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I'm really, I'm really not sure what to do next with Amanda Nunes. But um, yeah, I do think she'll. We, we will see her fight in in 2023. Yes, but as we record, we still have like a week, and maybe Amanda announced her retirement then, then and maybe then we flip this whole question around. Uh, next question: Sean Strickland crosses the line so badly that it gets to the point that the UFC has to issue a punishment or some sort of public response. And we both sold this, and yeah. we both were correct. <laughs> we know why. We know why. <laughs> Next question. Jake or Logan Paul will sign with an MMA promotion with the intention to fight in the future. So they would just lock down a future deal, kind of like what Gordon Ryan did with one before he got released in that contract, that if he does choose to fight in MMA, he has to fight for that promotion. And you sold this. You didn't see it happening this year, maybe happening in 2023. So maybe that's a question that'll come up on next week's program. I bought it, but WWE doesn't count, right? We don't count WWE. I was going to say, what's, did it say MMA promotion? Was that specifically the, the question? Yeah, it was MMA promotion. Because so WWE can't count. I mean, I would say pro wrestling is the, you know, the one true sport, but it is not... <laughs> It is not the same as MMA. Let's if we're going to be if they had said like combat sports promotion, uh, no. Especially I think we're talking about them getting into like an octagon or a cage or something. But yeah, uh, Logan Paul definitely made moves. Yeah, huge signing with WWE, uh, impressed a lot of people in that realm for a guy with again very little uh, experience as a professional wrestler. Um, so he made moves, but yeah, not not uh, not in MMA. So it just it's I still think it'll happen someday. I think I've been saying forever that one of them is going to fight in the UFC. Um, Though that seems less likely now with sort of things that happened this year. Um, Bellator is still a possibility, but uh, yeah. it'll, it'll happen. One of them will fight in MMA. I, I just don't know under, in what, under what circumstances. Yeah, I could see a world where, I mean, I don't think Jake Paul's ever going to fight for the UFC, but mm-hmm. I, would, I mean, I wouldn't count Logan out. Dana and Logan are, are buds. They're boys. So yeah. Or maybe they do their own show. Can't, they can't do a Paul Brothers MMA show, like a one-time thing, you know, where they just both they compete could. on it. Yeah, right? They could. Um, so that would be a possibility. Maybe that's yeah. a, a good question for the 2023 prediction show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was probably my favorite response from you because you didn't even <laughs> let me finish the question before you answered in just a a kind of cocky way. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Dennis fights in 2022. You couldn't have sold this any quicker. <laughs> <It was, laughs> You're like, sell. You didn't even let me finish the question. And you sold this immediately. I also sold it right behind you. 
Um, and who knows? This could still be a pertinent question in 2023. I know he's booked to box KSI on January 14th, but I'm like 35% convinced that, <laughs> that fight actually happens at this point. Yeah. Can we do like can we, 50, it was like can we do a buy sell right now, Mike? Does that fight happen? Uh, I'm selling. I'm selling. <laughs> I'm Quickly. selling harder than than Dylan Dennis does every day of his life on social media. Uh, yeah, him him fighting in uh, sorry him not fighting in 2022 was like minus three thousand. I just it was not going to happen. This guy's he's not a, he's just not a fighter. He's not a fighter. I don't know what he is. He's a man who needs a hug probably, uh, but he's not a fighter. Next question. Uh, we were both incorrect. Okay, we both no. got this one wrong. John Jones fights for the UFC heavyweight title in 2022. We both bought this, and we were both wrong. Now, once we made this prediction, we had no idea what was going on with Francis Ngannou. We had no idea that he had a knee injury. We had no idea that things between Ngannou and his team and the UFC were in such dire straits heading into UFC 270 and his fight with Cyril Ghosn. So we both bought. We both figured this fight was definitely going to happen. And it just didn't. So we were both incorrect, AK. But that'll be another fun question for 2023. Yeah, it's going to be a question every year until it friggin' happens. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think we owe anyone an apology for dreaming, Mike. I think, I think we all saw a best-case scenario where one of the greatest fighters we've ever seen finally makes that move to heavyweight, gets a big fight with, again, a Cito Gan or a... Oh, sorry, excuse me, a Francis Ngannou or a Cito Gan or a, a Steven Miocic, Curtis Blades. I don't know. There were so many good options um, and while I, I'm sure you and I both kind of thought there's a sense that it could drag out a little bit, I don't know if we thought it would drag out the whole year. Plus, of course, the Francis drama. So, um, yeah, disappointing. Disappointing that we were wrong on that one. But I would I would make that prediction the same way nine, nine times out of 100. 100%. This next question was one of the more interesting ones on the docket. And we're going to throw this into the draw pile, AK. The combination of Stipe Miocic and Robbie Lawler We'll have more UFC fights in 2022 than the Diaz brothers. And we're pushing here. This is a this is a push. Because Nate fought once, Nick did not fight. Robbie Lawler fought once, Stipe did not fight. So one apiece. So it goes into the draw pile, AK. Okay, okay. Uh what I feel we is both, com- we both we both bought this, by the I'm, way. I'm, and we almost yeah. got this correct because had Robbie Lawler fought Santiago Ponzinibbio as he was scheduled to do at UFC 282, uh, we would have got this one correct. Oh, that should that should count. Uh, no, it shouldn't actually. Given <laughs> given given that that is given that is part of the MMA equation when you are thinking of like oh Wilson, like how often does weird stuff happen to a fighter? Uh, you know, is, does age you know the age and shop wardness of some of these fighters maybe get in the way of them uh, getting into fights sometimes? So it was Stipe and who Stipe and oh Stipe and Robbie Lawler. Would, or the, the or combination the Diaz. of them two would have more fights than the Diaz brothers. Than the Diaz brothers. Oh, that's a good question. That's a tricky one. That was a good one. Uh, but we both bought that, and we were okay. both incorrect. All right. Well, well, not a draw, 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 draw. It was a draw. It was a draw. draw. You're right. You're right. Uh, but technically, no, it's not a draw. Nope. Wait. It's not a draw. We're both incorrect. We're both incorrect. We're both we're both officially incorrect because they did not have more fights than the Diaz brothers. They had the same. Oh, it has to be more. So we're both. More. Yeah, so we're both, we're both wrong. Right. I, I, I'll, take, I'll hold I, that. I, yeah, I, it doesn't go... Let I me mean, just go into the draw pile, pull sure. that out, put it in the <laughs> pile. There you go, there you go. We're, there we're, we go. Hashtag rules roll, Mike. You know that. Yes. Rules roll. We, we, we have the utmost integrity. We want mm-hmm. to make sure we, we, we keep that intact. Mm-hmm. Next question. Uh, Nate Diaz competes in a fight outside of the UFC in 2022. We both sold this, and we were both correct. Yeah, so too soon. But too 2023 soon. is the 2023 yeah. Nate Diaz questions are going to be fun <laughs> as hell. I think I think we thought the free agency was happening, but the, but let's be honest the 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 gears in the Diaz world move at their own pace, to put it generously. And the thought of him fighting on his UFC contract and then getting something done before the end of the year was just it seemed highly unlikely. Yes. Next question was, Jake Paul will fight a former UFC champion or a current UFC rostered fighter in 2022? And we both sold this, AK. And we were both incorrect. Oh. Because we didn't think the Anderson Silva fight would happen. We thought that might have been the only one. But both of our sort of mindsets on this was, been there, done that. He's going to fight Tommy Fury. He's going to fight actual boxers in 2022. And turns out he didn't fight Tommy Fury. He fought once, and he fought Anderson freaking Silva. 
Someone, I don't think anyone's going to ask. I don't think anyone cares about this flight anymore, Mike. So I'll just throw this out there. Are, are you buying or, and selling on, uh, buying or selling, excuse me, on Tommy Fury, <laughs> Jake Paul finally happening in, in 2023? I'm selling it. I'm selling, right? I think it just never happens now. I just don't think he's going to do it. The ship like, has sailed I, I, more than once. Yeah, I just I just don't think Tommy's going to fight him because I don't think Tommy's going to beat I, I think Tommy loses yeah. that fight, and I don't think he wants to lose Jake Paul. No, I think they've seen, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they they've seen the writing on the wall. It does does not look good. Uh, yeah, so we'll do that. There's a, there, guys. That's a freebie. That's a freebie for you guys. We're both selling. I think on that fight, not just not happening in 2023, but ever happening. So, all right, I'm going to go with the no brainer one first, and then I'm going to go to one that we we might have to discuss a little bit because it's a very strange question, especially thinking where things were in January of last year, or yes, of last year as this comes live. Uh, so we'll go with the no-brainer. PFL finds a home on a major network slash streaming service in 2022 because they were without a deal by the time we recorded the show last year. We both bought it back with ESPN, so that was an easy one. Here's the non-no-brainer, AK, because closing out 2021 and heading into 2022, in fact, we did a draft. We did a fantasy promotional draft podcast for the amazing MMA Fighting Podcast Network. And with these organizations, we had the UFC, we had Bellator, we had PFL, we had one championship, and we were like, we need a fifth. We need a fifth promotion so we could have five people involved. And because of how red hot they were heading into 2022, we went with Eagle FC. We went with Eagle FC as the fifth promotion. So the question was, by the end of the year, Eagle FC will face more scrutiny than have success. Now, it's a very strange question right now because I don't think... Did Eagle FC even hold an American event in 2022? Did they go back to Florida at all? Uh, uh, technically, they started the year in America. That, that, that was the Karatanov-Spong fight. So that was in January. That was in January. Okay, but after They haven't that, been back since. After that, no. They have gone... Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. Uh, March, March. So, so early in the okay, year, okay. it was. Yeah, I'm sorry. It feels like last year. It was early this year. Was Karatanov, Spong, and uh, Kevin Lee? Man, that was this year. That feels so long ago. <laughs> it does. So, March. Yeah, I thought 11th. both last year. Okay, okay. But since let's keep moving the goalposts a little. Since yes. March. Oh, Dos Santos. You know what, Mike? This quite, we we are just completely wrong because they wow. also Dos Santos de Castro was in May. May. But May was the since, last one. Then. But since then. <laughs> Since then, no, sir, you are correct. Uh, only they've held several events, but uh, all uh, all overseas, uh, not not in uh, North America. Uh, where, where where are we? We're in we're in Asia. We're in Kazakhstan, Tatarstan. So yes, not in North America. Yeah. So I mean, very strange that they had three U.S. events in a five month span, and then just no more. We haven't heard mm-hmm. literally anything from them. In terms of coming back to North America or to, you know, you know what I mean? Like to, to back to the, I mean, they have like their own arena. They have their own little app where you can watch the fights. Like they have all these things. They have this all-star panel of talents on the broadcast. I don't know if Henry Cejudo's talent, but <laughs> Jill Sonnen is there. I mean, Kamaru Usman, I mean, heavy hitters across the board. And then since May, nothing. So... I don't know where we go with this question because you sold this. You thought it would be a very successful year for Eagle FC. I bought that they would have more scrutiny than success for multiple reasons, none of which have we haven't really dug into much because of just the whole dominance MMA involvement and, and all of that, um, just kind of integrity questions. But I don't know, man. Did, is, was this a successful year for Eagle FC? It was a successful year, and I'm taking the win here, Mike, because uh, technically there is no scrutiny because nobody is talking about Eagle FC at all. There's no conversation <laughs> about Eagle FC in the last at least three or four months. Like it, maybe there's some, you know, after the the you know the May event, people still talking about it. Like when will Eagle FC? Oh, when's their next event? Like in, in North America. Uh, but since then, really, I don't. I re- you know you know me. I I'm on. Uh, I'm a social media addict. I'm on Twitter all the time. And uh, even on our MMAfighting.com forums, which is like the most hardcore of the hardcore, I never, I rarely see anyone asking like, oh, what happened to Eagle FC? And people bother us all the time, Mike, about like, oh, why aren't you covering this promotion? Why aren't you covering this promotion? Blah, blah, blah. I see that all the time. A lot of stray comments like that. And I, I people aren't even asking 
about Eagle FC. I've included it, uh, some of their promotions highlights a couple of times in like Miss Fist. So it has, it's had some mention in MMA fighting, but yeah, very little, uh, very little uh, presence in the, uh, the greater MMA community right now. And certainly no sign of, a, of another uh, event in North America. But, but at the same time, I almost think it's a good thing. Uh, like, I think they're actually handling sort of the, the elevation of the promotion really well. I think, like, you know, they dipped their toes in the water with three U.S. events this year with n- recognizable names at the top. You know, Karatanov and Spong, uh, Leon Sanchez, and then, uh, and, and then Junior in the May events. And there was clearly interest, and we can, sort, we can certainly corroborate that with the site traffic we saw. They got very, very good traffic on MMAfighting.com. So there is interest there. But uh, those events, I don't know how much, you know, financially might have cost them money, might not have been, uh, they might be lost leaders, you know what I mean? They might not have, those events might not have made money themselves, but at least it, in the long run, it has given them some sort of foothold in North America. So maybe they're just sort of reassessing uh, uh, money-wise sort of the value in how many North American events they want to do. Like they, I think they're doing the right thing and not trying to overexpand too quickly. Because yeah, they, they really hit the ground running, and now I think they're sort of pulling back. And I think that's that might be wise, uh, assuming there's not some other issue that's that's keeping them out of North America. I think, yeah, you, you yeah. You make a great point about nobody talking about them, so there is no scrutiny yeah. anymore, and there hasn't been for the last seven months anyways. So I'll give you that one, AK. You, you get the victory it. on that one. Let's move to this question. Bellator will be able to realistically stake the claim they have the best fighter in the world in one or more divisions. And we caveat this by saying that it is a universal agreement. And we both bought this one. I think we're both wrong, AK. I think we're both wrong. Now, we have one panelist in the MMA Fighting Global Rankings who likes to go rogue every so often. And the way we sort of explained this whole thing was that once Corey Anderson and Vadim Nemkov had their rematch, Corey Anderson would beat Vadim Nemkov, and we would know he, he could at least make the, the case that he might be, and there is at least a discussion to be had. That did not happen in the rematch because Vadim Nemkov beat Corey Anderson, retained the Bellator light heavyweight title, won the million dollars. And I just don't feel that he is universally considered or at least in the discussion for being the light, the best light heavyweight in the world. I just don't know if Bellator has one of those right now. I think they have a future one with Usman Nurmagomedov perhaps, but I just, I, I think this is a, I, I think we're both wrong here. Try to maybe change my mind. One or more. One or more. One or more. So you just need one. You just need one. Uh, Chris Cyborg. <laughs> no, we're not counting. Is that not? I mean, do you? I mean, is that not a real no, division? <laughs> it's not a real division, and Amanda already beat her, so I don't think we. Oh, this is true. Her. It's true. We can't even. Yeah, we can't even make that case. Uh, I'm I pick at Amanda to beat Cyborg every single time. I do too. I hate feel the. I hate the fluke talk. Uh, I'm just looking at the list of uh, uh, Bellator champions right now. It is it is tough. Do you think Vadim, if he had never fought Yuri, not if he had beaten Yuri uh, back in 2015, obviously if he had beaten Yuri, then you'd have a lot more people saying like, ooh, now he really has a case. If he had never fought Yuri and his only loss was a bit like, like a, the split decision to Carl Albrechtson, which I'm just looking at right now, which happened right after the Yuri loss, and then he hasn't lost since um, the Albrechtson fight. Do you think he'd have a stronger case if he hadn't lost to Yuri? Because I do feel like a lot of people, that's that's one thing people are holding against him, is like, oh, well, I mean, you know, uh, uh, Nemkov is great. Uh, he's got a strong resume, a strong resume you can have of not having not fought in the UFC. But he does technically have a loss on his record to the, uh, well, now vacant, now, now vacated uh, UFC champion. No, I think he'd have a better case if the first Corey Anderson fight didn't happen. Because uh, he, yeah. he was getting killed in that fight. And yeah. then it was just a... You know, the accidental clash of heads and ended in a no contest, and we didn't get a. But, but nobody, like, very few picked Vadim Nemkov to beat Corey Anderson in the rematch based on what we saw in the first fight. And it turned out we were all wrong that Vadim made the adjustments and he ended up winning the fight. So, had, had it been reversed, like, had Vadim been winning that first fight and it ended the way that it did and then came back and won it again, I think he would have a case. I just don't think he has one right now. I think it's close. I think he's a top five. I think he's easily a top three to five guy at worst. Yeah, yeah. But to say he's the best, I just don't. I, I just don't know. I don't know if he beats Yuri. I don't think he beats Magomedov. Uh, 
him and Jan Bohovic would be interesting. I thought I'd probably end up picking Vadim, but I just I can't pull the trigger on him being the guy. That's fair. But if Corey had won, there's a case to be made. I, there's yeah. a better case to be made. He's beaten Glover. I mean, he's beaten Jan. Uh, he's got some nice wins on there. Um, unfortunately, he did not beat Vadim Nemkov, so completely out of the discussion. Johnny Eblin, I think, would be a very live dog against Alex Pereira. He'd probably be like minus 300. Oh, sorry, plus. I want to keep messing this up. He'd probably be like plus 300 just because the name value, the different. The, but. Um, but I think Robert uh, Whitaker beat. But I think Robert. Yeah, Whitaker there's a lot of people. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of people who people feel like would. Oh, oh you think Robert Whitaker would style on Johnny Eblin? Yeah, I think Whitaker yeah. would win. I think Whitaker, Middle- Whitaker would beat him. I think Eblin could beat. I think Eblin could beat both Pereira and Adesanya on like, uh-huh. like a, on, a, on a good day. Wow. I just don't know if he could beat Whitaker. I don't know if he could yeah, beat Marvin Tori. Some... Sure. Just the stylistic, it, it's, there's, it's a stylistic thing, but. And no one say, right now, I, would, I don't think yeah. anyone right now would say he's the best middleweight in the world. Uh, trying to even like, I think people we think he could beat yeah. a lot of the best middleweights. I just don't think anyone right now is making the case. He's like number one. That's a, it's a tough sell. Yeah. I, I would say if we're having this, dis- if we do this again, I would say, depending on how active he is, I would say Johnny Evelyn is probably, is probably the guy we're looking at. He's very good. Like if he, if he has like two or three title defenses, I think he's the guy we're looking at. But the problem Bel- is he's just not getting the same level of competition. No. Like he already Bel- beat he beat the best dude. Like Yeah. I mean what's what's there for him right now? There's just not a ton? Really? I, I don't know. Like if Yoel moves down to one eighty five and fights him, yes. but even then, like I'd probably pick Eblin to win that fight right now, just because Eblin's young and Yoel as much of a freak athlete as he is, is just not that dude. I don't know. I don't Tokov, know. But I feel like Tokov. Yeah, Fabian, maybe maybe Fab, Tokov's Fabian, probably. Fabian Edwards. There could be something there. Yeah. Um, I mean, just as far as building up his resume. Yeah, there's some. There's some. Pat Downey would have been nice if he didn't just get his head knocked off. Oh, Pat uh, Downey's you know, pump, nowhere near pump the, that. Pump the brakes. Got pump the brakes on that one. That's for sure. Uh, for yeah, sure. It, it's it's not a strong. It's not one of the. It's not one of Bellator's strongest divisions, unfortunately. So. Hard, yeah, hard to but Adlin's really, really good. He's he is. really, really good. He's legit. Yep, I think he's one of. The, I, th- I think he's. Uh, I think he might be the dark horse in this conversation for the next couple of years. So, we'll see what happens. We also, uh, and Nemkov, he's going to be fighting Yoel Romero February fourth. So we'll see how his, his year plays out. And who knows, the future of Paulo Costa? Maybe his. Maybe the the, the countdown clock strike zero and he becomes a free agent and i mean there should be i mean bellator and pfl should already be talking to his his people right now he's i would like the pfl move for him but he's a perfect fit for bellator i don't know there's something about him that is so bellator it's just he belongs he could compete in both divisions i feel like either he could still fight at middleweight he can compete in both divisions oh gosh he just he's such yeah if you're scott coker you've got to get paulo costa if that's if that's an option I want Bellator to succeed so much. Like, I really, really do. I really want them to succeed. So, hopefully 2023 could be their year. All right, let's move on. Uh, The next question. Henry Cejudo comes out of retirement and fights in 2022. We're both in agreement. We're selling this. Um, We both agreed he would come out of retirement, but we also both agreed that he would not fight in 2022. We nailed it, and we might—he might not fight in twenty twenty three. He might it. not fight in twenty twenty three. And we also nailed so though that the, the coming out of retirement talk, which which was the yes. bane of your which was the bane of your existence for most of twenty twenty two. If we're being honest, I mean, <laughs> this is what I, I wish we had been for your sanity. I wish we had been wrong because it caused you a lot of anguish. The most fascinating part of re-listening to this episode was that how I felt about Henry Cejudo coming out of retirement oh. back in January of last year much different tone i mean just much different tone i was just like all right he's coming back i wasn't against it at all i just knew it was coming but i i just could not have predicted that he would just be so bad at this just so awful at it i didn't think anybody could be as awful at this as, as he is but that he would you know maybe become your, your nemesis who were your who were your top nemesis in uh 2022 mike obviously henry cejudo is up there Josh Thompson. <laughs> Josh Thompson's definitely up there, but I, I, 
Josh Thompson is part of my MMA media New Year's resolution in 2023. That I am not just, I'm just, I'm going to accept him for who he is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blast him anymore. I, it's not because of him, because I've said this many times. I, I've, I've, there's enough out there for me to blast, and I have, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. But it's gotten to the point where every time Josh Thompson has tweeted in 2022, it makes me mad, and I want to respond to it so badly. Um, but I'm just not going to do it anymore. I've, I've accepted Josh Thompson for who he is, and I've accepted the fact that Josh Thompson has is coming from a, a good place. He's coming from a good place. Sure. He really is. He wants Bellator to succeed. He wants he, – he's like me. Like, we have a lot more in common than I thought. Like, I want Bellator to do well. I root oh. for them. But the difference between us is I don't work for Bellator, and I can be honest about Bellator. He can't, and he won't, and that's okay. What I would like Josh's resolution to be in 2023 is just accept, buddy – you are a member of the MMA media. Hashtag one of us, bro. You have your own podcast with John McCarthy. You're both well-known figures in the space. You're a part of the media. You're not a journalist. There's a difference between being in the MMA media and being a journalist. The fact that you were on a Bellator broadcast giving your thoughts and opinions and breaking down fights, you're a part of the media. Troy Aikman is a member of the NFL media. He's a color commentator, but he's a member of the NFL media. He ain't breaking free agent pickups or trades, but he's part of the media, as are you. So rather than just dump on us and at least have some knowledge before you throw some stuff out, Josh, like this whole, well, the, the media is afraid to cover Bellator because the UFC is going to get mad. Can we stop this? Just stop this. I'm, I'm willing to make amends with you, Josh. I'm willing to put this all out there and just say, hey. I get where you're coming from. You're a passionate individual. Perhaps I went a little too hard in the paint. I've already addressed all of that. But before you just throw out things, just do your research. Do your research. And I know you listen to the, I know you listen to my shows. I know this because you tweet things that I say. For instance, I have said I don't need to go and cover UFC events anymore. I don't like none of that bothers me. Like, I'm not afraid to be banned by the UFC. Just First of all, they wouldn't ban me because I cover Bellator. I have a great relationship with people who work at the UFC. Great relationship with all those people. But I don't even cover events anymore. I go and do the watch parties now. So, like, I don't even need to be on site. And I've even said, I don't even want to go. Like, I don't even want to be there for fight night. Like, if MMA fighting just sent me out to do media day, interviews with fighters on scene, the press conference and the weigh-in stuff, and then I flew home Friday night and just sat in this chair with you and just covered the events and did the watch break, I'd, be, I'd do that in a heartbeat. I don't need to be at the fights. I don't need to be at the events. I just like being on scene so I could just do stuff. I like just not know. I, I like not knowing what's going to happen and just doing things. So if that's true, like we're in a different world. The pandemic has changed the way we can cover events. We could do post-fight shows. We could do all the stuff from, from, the, from our houses, from Command Center 4.0. But Josh, I like you, buddy. And my resolution for 2023, one of my resolutions for this space is to just understand you a little bit more. I want to have a conversation with you. It doesn't even have to be like, it doesn't need to be recorded. It doesn't need to be a video or a podcast. It could just be you and I talking on the phone because I'd love to know where you're coming from. And I would love you to know where I'm coming from as a member of the MMA media and what we're trying to do and what we're supposed to do, what our job actually entails. So I'm, I'm not going to let Josh get me down. I want to be friends with Josh Thompson. I want to have a, I, I want to just clear the air with him. Let's have a clean slate for 2023. We all want the same thing. We all want Bellator to succeed and do well. So let's just start there. No more bullshit. Let's just, let's just have a good year. You know, let's stop with the, with, with the animosity for the, uh, for the listeners, uh, buy, sell, Will Mike and Josh Thompson bury the hatchet in 2023? That's for you guys out there. Let us know on social media whether you think this will happen. <laughs> hit us up in the DMs. Hit us up in the replies. I, I am curious. And Mike, I, I, if it does, if you do do a show with Josh, I, I need you to at least at one point break out a, uh, you know, Josh, uh, we're not so different, you and I. Uh, something like that. That that would be, <laughs> it has to be said. I have tried to to do that so we could have a little debate, a little back and forth and do it publicly. And he declined that 
opportunity. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I understand. So, so not out there. Uh, let's move ahead. This is kind of incomplete too, because it's just not that time yet. And maybe things will change. And if they do, we'll have all sorts of crazy reaction videos and, and podcasts and stuff. But for the time being, Francis Ngannou, win or lose at UFC 270, will sign a new multi-fight deal with the UFC by the end of the year. There is no deal. I, From where I sit, talks are going good, better than most expected. But there is no deal. There is no deal as of right now. So, incomplete pile? But you said we sold, though, right? We both sold. No, we both bought it. Oh, we both we bought it. We, we both thought that he, we both bought that he would resign. Now, again, this is before Francis's MMA hour appearances and the documentary that has come out in the, the fourth quarter of the year on Francis's YouTube channel. These are all things we didn't know at the time of this, but I still feel that a deal will be done. Not maybe not before not maybe not by the time this episode airs though. So so right now we're we're taking an L. Um but uh if things change, well people you know, you know to give us our, our point. Uh if things if, if if it is a different case by the time uh by the time you're listening to this. Yes. Right now it goes into the incomplete pile, but it will be moved. If you know we we bring in twenty twenty three and a deal's yeah. not done, goes into the L pile. I'm betting it's an L. I'm betting it's an L. <laughs> yeah, I'm betting it's an L too. It's not looking good. Oh, this one's sad, man. This one's sad. We both bought this, too. Jose Aldo will fight for the Bantamweight title in 2022. We both bought it. Both why, did you even, why did you even read this one out? You should have just left it. Left it out. I even... I, even, I uh, am uh, well, I was so mad out, right now. <laughs> as I was typing this out, yeah. I, put a sad, I, I put a sad face. I put a sad face. Jose I Aldo will fight for Bantamweight title. Sad face. Nothing in MMA this year made me more randomly mad. I say random as in, like, I would just think of it out of nowhere. Like, I'd just be having a, a normal day. I'd be with friends. I'd be out with friends, just hanging out, um, playing with their kids, you know, just having, having friends and family time. And then I would just, like, pause, and people would just, like, like, look at me like, are you okay? And I think I'd be, like, turning red and just start shaking because I would just think about how badly they screwed up uh, Jose Aldo's exit from the UFC. Uh, the title fight with Aljo was right there. It was right there. Uh, everyone wanted to see it. There's a lot of people. Betting-wise, it would have been a field day for the UFC and anyone who makes money off of that because the odds would have been, like, fantastic. Like, he would have been he would have been the underdog, I think, going in, uh, Jose Aldo, but it would have been real close, and, and a lot of people would have been making money. I, I would be shocked if, uh, if Aljo uh, ended up in the underdog by fight night. I don't think that would have happened. I think it probably would have got, ended up with... Uh, He'd be like my minus one fifty favorite, and and uh, Aldo something like uh, plus one seventy five or something underdog, like really really close. Um, and just from an entertainment standpoint, and a passing of the torch, and just there's so many, and they gave us like instead the two, and somehow Mike they diverged in the the two worst possible directions they could have. Like we didn't only not get this great potential Aldo farewell fight and one last kick at the can against a a, a good style matchup for him. We got this horrible Marab Dvalishvili fight. Aljo's bodyguard, as it were. I don't know. And, and Aldo had to go through him for some reason that we'll never understand. Terrible style matchup. It was not a particularly fun fight to watch. In elevation. In elevation. Well done. Well done there, UFC. Uh, one of uh, Again, I didn't think it was a robbery, but certainly one of the most dispiriting decisions of the year. And uh, and then we got these just the uh, atrocity that was Aljamain Sterling and TJ Dillashaw, which... I, I it, listen before the fight. I actually thought that matchup was okay. I still preferred Aldo, but I wasn't like crapping on it. In the aftermath, we now know like just that's just that whole thing was just highway robbery as far as uh, the fans getting their money's worth. Uh, just a terrible, terrible fight, terrible decision. And again, Aldo and Aljo was right there the whole time. Like, why did you bring this up? It's so annoying. It's really is so annoying that they screwed this up so badly. Like, on principle, so that should be a win for us. On principle, yeah. I agree. <laughs> that shouldn't even go in the L file. <laughs> it's so annoying. It's just so stupid. Uh, next question. Either Sean O'Malley or Sean Brady fights for titles in 2022. We both sold that. Both correct. Next question. We will see more than one current UFC champion fight for a second title in 2022, excluding Amanda Nunes. We both sold that as well. So we're both correct. I don't think any. And nobody did, right? What, so no, what, was that? what was that one again? 
Uh, we'll see more than one current UFC champion fight for a second title in 2022, excluding Amanda Nunes. I don't think yeah. anybody did, right? No, no. No, it yeah. just wasn't, we, it wasn't a thing this year. Yeah, we both thought there could be one, and it just didn't happen. Next question. The biggest selling fight of 2022 involving an MMA fighter will not happen in the UFC. Now, we don't get a lot of numbers, but we can kind of gauge this by traffic and interest. And to me, we both sold this, and I think we're both right. I don't think Jake Paul Anderson Silva did better than like 281 or a lot of the UFC events. Yeah, I'm trying to think what think so. what Jake Paul fight would could have done that. Uh, I don't think the Tommy Fury fight had that much steam on it. Um, but that wouldn't even matter in this question anyways because it didn't involve an MMA fighter. It didn't involve an MMA fighter. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think, yeah, that's, 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 that's a win for us. Yeah, because it, it would have been – he would have had to fight like Mazadal or Nate – or somebody like that. And other than that, I just didn't see, or Connor, but we, we kind of figured none of that would happen. So yeah, that was our, our thinking. Yeah. Next question. The UFC will end the year with the same amount of divisions they began the year with. So it was, what do they add one? Do they just completely eliminate 145? We both bought that they would just keep things the way they are. And we are correct. Yeah, I, 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 listen, I, and the other thing is possibly what, adding Adam Waits. And while we think that's a possibility somewhere down the road, it's just not something they need to do right now. Um, we were talking about on a recent show, or Jed brought it up, like they, 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 they can barely find spots for like their women's bantamweight fighters. So adding another women's division uh, might just muddle up things further. Or if you want to make the counter argument that you would get more women's fights because, uh, uh, you know, you add another compelling division, I suppose that's a possibility as well. But uh, right now they're, feels like they're at the right number of divisions um and dana white has never really expressed a strong interest in, in bringing in the atom weights unfortunately yeah you see you see scotty cokes see scotty cokes this is exactly what you need to be doing bring in a 105 division this is it Pete, the fans want it in the ufc and dana doesn't want it so just bring them over there let's do it 105 pfl do a 105 season how fun would that be i would that'd be fantastic Next question, and we both got this one right. Uh, I didn't list the names, but I, there were, I, I looked it up because it's hard to like go back and, and look it up. But in January of 2022, like early January, end of December of 2021, at least three currently ranked UFC fighters will find new homes in MMA in 2022. We both bought this, and we're both right. We're both right. Okay. Aspen Ladd. Sure. Marl Marias. Yep. Shane Burgos all signed with the PFL and they were all okay. ranked. Okay. And there's probably more. Yeah. But those are the three that immediately. That's all we, that's all we needed. That's all we needed. Now, this was a very sort of intriguing question at the time, but then it sort of the way the year played out, it doesn't seem as cool now. But the last buy or sell question we got was the UFC will be without three or more of these names at the end of the year. Francis Ngannou, Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, Israel Adesanya, Dustin Poirier, and Kamar Usman. And we both sold it, and we were both right. Now, at the yeah, time yeah. when we asked this question, this is a much more fascinating question than it is now, because Izzy ended up signing a new deal before his fight with Robert Whitaker, and Usman ended up losing the belt, so he's not going anywhere. Conor didn't even fight. Nate's obviously gone for now, but who knows if he'll end up coming back, and Poirier doesn't seem like he's going anywhere. He's just not going to fight three times a year. So, yeah, we were both correct on that one. Uh, Yeah, interesting question at the time, though. Did anyone give us a buy and sell asking, um, will a fight between Derek Minner and Shailon Nerd and BK turn the entire uh, UFC gambling (laughs) empire upside down, uh, leading to the besmirching of one of its most respected coaches and uh, creating one of the most unexpected and possibly damaging uh stories of the year did anyone ask that because uh i would have i would have sold pretty hard on that i'll be honest with you don't think i would have bought yeah. on that if that had come up would not have bought no nobody asked that i don't think <laughs> saw, I, I didn't think anyone boy no be. derek minner related questions in the uh <laughs> oh my god no no i have a feeling that 2023's predictions will have some sort of gambling topics of some sort but 
So let's go with our UFC champs predictions. AK. Oh, no. You ready for this? Are you no. ready for this? <laughs> no. We will begin with the women's strawweight division. The current champion is Zhang Wei Li. AK, you chose Rose Namajunas. You chose Rose Namajunas. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I chose always the bridesmaid, but never the bride, Marina Rodriguez. Oh. And both incorrect. Women's flyweight, pretty simple. We both picked Valentina. We were both correct. That's a layup. Women's, women's bantamweight, AK, you chose Amanda Nunes. Yeah. I chose Valentina Shevchenko because I thought the rematch was going to happen, and it didn't. So you get that one right. Women's 145. I said there would be no champion because I predicted Amanda Nunes <laughs> would, would retire. So the, the vision, there would be no champion. Right, right. Do you remember who you chose, AK? Uh, Kale Harrison? No, actually, I said, I did I? You sure did. Wait, I said that, and she was going to stay at the PFL. That made a lot of sense. I guess. I, <laughs> well, well, I guess no. I thought she could win the PFL season and then come over. Right? To the no, you, but you you didn't you weren't saying specifically that Kayla would. You just said that she would fight for the PFL in twenty. Right. Like she right. would she would have a at least one fight for. Yeah, them. she would fight. So maybe they do the pay per view. Yeah, or whatever. she would fight Cyborg and then she would go to the UFC and fight Amanda Nunes and have an yep. amazing year. Yeah, and not lose to Larissa Pacheco. <laughs> yep. That that yes. What an interesting <laughs> prediction that would be. Uh, let's go to the men's flyweight division. I chose the man who probably still should be champion, at least in my eyes, Brandon Moreno. I thought he beat Davis Figueroa. Fantastic fight. A fight I, I highly recommend you go back and watch because it flies completely under the radar because it happened so early in the year. But what a spectacular matchup that was. Uh, but I thought Moreno won. I probably should get this, but I didn't. Davis Figueroa is the champion. He is an interim champion. That doesn't count here. Do you remember who you chose, AK? Did I stick with Figgy? You did not. Did I throw a new name in there? A new name into the mix? You did. Mateus Nicolau? <laughs> nope. Oh. You picked Pantoja. Ah. Oh. Did he what, did he fight this year? Yeah, he did who did he destroy? Alex Perez, right? Didn't he destroy Alex Perez? I I gotta look this up. This this had to have been a while ago. <laughs> Yeah, July. This is so long ago. Yeah, July. So like in the that summer, was his, was that his only fight time. of the year? That was his only fight this year. Yeah. He's not a super busy guy. One fight in twenty twenty, two fights in twenty twenty one, and now just one fight in twenty twenty two. But you know, listen, he he should wisely be picking his spots because this is a guy who should have fought for a UFC title by now. Um, the Askar Askarov loss set him back. But it would, be, it would be really disappointing if Pantoja never fights for you. Whether it's against Figueredo or Moreno. I like the Moreno matchup. Obviously, we've talked about their history a lot. But even a fight, with, even a rematch with Figgy for the title would be nice. Uh, their first fight was great. So hopefully, hopefully he gets to actually fight for that title. I hate to be the, the bearer of bad news and sadness. But men's bantamweight. I chose Jose Aldo to be the champion at the end of the year. <laughs> of a... Sorry. You did not choose Jose Aldo, AK. Do you remember who you chose? Uh, I must have gone. I must have gone Piotr Jan. You did. You uh, yeah. went Piotr Jan. I had no faith in. I had no faith in the Funk Master. I owe him an apology. We had friends forever moments for both the featherweight and lightweight divisions. AK, uh, we were correct for the featherweight division. Both picked Volkanovski would still mm. be the champion. Men's one fifty five. We both went with Charles Oliveira and. Obviously, Islam Makachev is the lightweight champion of the world. Uh, we had a Friends Forever moment at 170 as well. Both wrong. Both picked Kamara Usman. That spot filled by Leon Edwards. So that'll be an interesting one for the 2023 prediction show. Men's 185. <laughs> both wrong. You chose Israel Adesanya. Yes. I chose Robert Whitaker. We were both wrong. We Men's two oh five. We did not see that Alex Pereira thing coming. I mean, we we just we just didn't believe. We didn't allow ourselves to believe. Well, I thought Whitaker was going to beat Izzy and then maybe fight one more time. Maybe they would run it back or, or again or whatever. Men's two oh five. We were both very very close, but both wrong. You picked Makaman and Goliaf. I picked Glover Teixeira. Did not happen. Although Glover Teixeira, of course, 
is going to fight for the freaking belt three weeks later against Jamal Hill. So he'll probably still be in the mix for the end of 2023. AK, you are correct as of right now for the men's heavyweight choice. You picked Francis Ngannou. I went with John Jones. There you go. Let's move on to the final thing that we're going to cover. We both put out our Muy Caliente predictions. Oh, my gosh. For the year. Do you How remember many? what? How we many? just did one. We just did one each. just did one. And being best friends like we are, we both traveled the same highway. We just took different exits. So do you remember what your, what your was prediction the, the, was? The Kayla Harrison stuff? Nope. That was twenty. Not Kayla Harrison related. Okay. Well, I thought I thought it would tie into my she's going to come to the UFC or something and uh, and beat uh, Amanda Nunes and or win a vacant. I don't even know. Uh, it, it's just a UFC. It was a UFC prediction. It was anything. It was any. No, like, but but kind of I, I landed. I landed on You're, a bold UFC related yeah. prediction. We both we both went the same direction, but we went different ways. Who is who is the fighter involved? Hamza Chimaev. Oh, oh wow. Uh, what was my bold prediction for Kamza? Obviously not that he would finish the year as UFC champion. Um, no. You, oh, you, that he would you, lose. That he would lose. That he would lose. Yeah. That he would lose. Yep. Uh, so there you go. I didn't go that route. My prediction was very close. It was very close. Um, actually, it wasn't close because even <laughs> if even if that fight in... How did that work? Yeah, he, he couldn't have done it anyways because he had a draw and then a loss. My prediction was Anderson Silva would have more boxing wins in 2022 than Hamzat Shemaev had UFC wins. And it didn't happen because Anderson Silva didn't win a single fight in 2022. <laughs> he fought to a draw and then lost to Jake Paul. So that was, uh, that was an interesting prediction, but we were both, both wrong. So there you go. That's what we did. Those were our 2022 predictions. And now that you got a little bit of a taste of the buy-sell, if you're hearing this for the first time, we are going to give you until Thursday, January 5th to submit your picks for the 2023 predictions extravaganza. We, they're going to be buy-sell questions. Make them interesting. There's obviously going to be some usual ones like Connor does this, John Jones does this. But make them interesting. Um, Patty. Patty Pimblet. Come on, guys. Give us some patties. Patty will, I'm sure Patty will be mentioned a lot. I had one. I, I, I have to find it, but there were t- we're comparing sports. Um, someone did this comparing to this. I don't know. It was like more significant strikes than points in this specific basketball game. Oh, I don't know. It was weird. I like those. Okay. Uh, but, we, but we can have some fun mixing and matching. But think outside the box. Let's have some fun. And you will submit those by Thursday, January 5th, to the same places you would submit your matchmaking suggestions for on to the next one. So, AK, let the peeps know, because I know you've gotten a bunch already, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I've gotten a bunch already. Keep them coming, guys. Uh, I, I like them in the DMs. I mean, if you want to just hit us up in the Twitter or social media replies, that's fine, too. But I like them in the DMs. At Alexander K. Lee on Twitter. At Alexander KK Lee on Instagram. That's two Ks on Instagram. Alex.lee at SBNation.com. But uh, yeah, guys, hit, hit us both up. I, I already see a bunch. I, I can tell it's going to be another great show. Another great show of 100% accurate buy sell predictions, Mike. I mean, we're killing it. The last two years, I mean, we're, 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 we're getting 4.0s. We're getting yeah. 4.0s. Straight up. Valedictorians, baby. Uh, you could hit me up on IG, M underscore heck JR. At hot or no, yeah, I was gonna give you my a whole different email address that I don't even have anymore. M underscore heck jr. You could also send them because this is where a lot of people are sending them because I started doing this before I got to MA fighting, and this is a very popular segment that we did uh, on different podcasts that I hosted. You could actually hit them up, hit me up on this my old email address for that podcast because that's where a lot of these come in. Uh, SFLC podcast at gmail.com it makes my life easier because everything's just all in one place. Um, because people look forward to the show, they're submitting these throughout the year. So if something crazy happens, their heads are already moving, and they already start submitting these picks. So uh, you can hit me up there as well if you want to submit picks that way, or just do the usual way in the Instagram DM. So that is it. This is a lot of fun recapping everything. Do you feel better, AK? I know you were a little bit nervous, but I, I feel like we didn't do too terribly. No, I, I think we did okay. I feel a little bad about some of my more cynical predictions, if I'm being honest. I'm still kind of reeling. I kind of wish I'd gone with my heart and not sort of with my, my gut and brain and kind of trying to 
whatever the opposite is of speak something into existence, speak something out of existence. I feel like I, I may have gone out of my way to do that a couple of times, and, and I wish I hadn't. But uh, uh, you know, in the end, I think a, a net positive. I want to say for for us and and for all of MMA. Yeah, I have a feeling twenty these these upcoming twenty twenty three predictions oh. high slow questions are gonna be freaking wild after the way this year closed out. So again, submit those by Thursday, January fifth, and we're gonna pick twenty five or thirty. They're just gonna be randomized. We're gonna throw them in the, the little generator that that I've created and we're just gonna go willy nilly. We don't know what we're gonna do. We we have a, we we have knowledge of what the topics and the questions can be, but we don't even know if we're going to answer them. We're just going to throw them in, randomize them, and then we'll do twenty five to thirty. We'll do our UFC champion predictions. We'll do our Muay Caliente predictions, and then who knows? Maybe we'll go back to the fighter of the year predictions because people are not letting me forget about my Calvin Cater pick <laughs> from twenty twenty one. So for for male fighter of the year, and listen, if you beat Max Holloway. It probably would have happened. So, but that's it. We'll see you next week on the 2023 predictions extravaganza for AK. I am Mike Heck. Always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun, and we'll have a lot of fun next week. Favorite show of the year, right here, and on to the next one, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.